0: Welcome back to Heels Pops and Chat Shots Wrestling's Entertainment Champions Greens Point, Texas Stand Up, New Texas Pro Stand Up, Swisher House Stand Up And wrestlers everywhere Hide your ass Cause the bad guys about to shoot the ish With the bounty hunter Brian Keith My guy, how the hell are you tonight? Talk to him
1: a minute. I'm good, brother. I just came back from killing it in Minnesota, Chicago. Woo! I got two more matches coming up this weekend in uh, Houston, so I'm just trying to stay on top of my game and keep killing shit, brother. Oh,
0: man. I'm glad to hear that. glad to hear that, bro. See, the bad guys here. We have a habit of rocket strapping over here, man. I'm shooting the itch. So, I mean, after sponsoring a few of them joints, man, we, had, we knew we had to have you on here, my guy. We had to
2: yo that that hit list runs deep we're talking mike bennett mysterious q davy richards most recently the iron demon himself shane mercer up in freelance i uh i just gotta ask who's next
1: man uh this saturday and the moody gardens bro in houston texas I got Will All Day. He's another top dog here in Houston, Texas, He's been laying it down. He actually just finished performing for New Japan. So, uh, me and him going head to head Saturday. Then, a couple of hours later, I got a Monsters Ball match with four other guys, and one of them is a mystery opponent. So, uh, I'm stepping to anybody and everybody at any time, you know?
0: that's the attitude you gotta have that with the mystery opponents man you never know with the mystery ones man they always gotta yeah. get you with a sort of swerve and stuff but it looks like it looks like um business is, is 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 good right now for you huh i mean i mean the the matches are in there i mean i mean how i wanna, gotta ask uh, uh how bad um uh has, has, have has you suffered from covid and stuff and the, the pandemic uh with 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 all the bookings and stuff like that right
1: Man, actually, bro, it's crazy because with Texas right now, like, I know the whole world was kind of at pause, but in Texas, it wasn't really pausing, bro. Everybody just had everything keep rolling, so I really just been active this whole time. I haven't really took no time off. I've been following safety precautions and staying as safe as I can. I haven't contracted COVID at all myself, so I haven't been around nobody who did either, so I'm just trying to keep it safe and keep it rolling, keep, it, keep doing as best as I can, man. So I, I've been blessed, honestly.
0: That's beautiful to hear, man. I'm glad to hear yeah. it, man. Yeah, and then, of course, that that does that does beauty to your work, my guy. We've been enjoying the the fruits of your labor, man. The freaking just match after match, banging Davey Richards the other day. That last time at the at the showcase, we sponsored that one specifically. Oh my God, what a bang with these two, man! How fun is it working the the main events with that guy, man?
1: Man, you know what's crazy? Uh, it's wild for y'all to even sponsor that because y'all are part of history, right there, bro. <laughs> my first interaction with professional wrestling period was with Davey Richards whenever I was 16 years old I went to a seminar and me and my homie from La Familia, Jonathan Vega, we went and nobody else was at the seminar so really it was just me him and Davey and Davey taught us you know what he could within four hours and afterwards he pulled us to the side and was like you know y'all two are pretty good, if y'all keep this going you know you might be able to have something going for yourself and we did and now here we are you know what like almost 11, 12 years later, and I'm in the main event with that guy that influenced my career and uh, my perception on wrestling as a whole. So, it was really wild, bro. It was like a dream come true, and uh, that's that's not it. That's that's not all I want. You know, that one match was great, but I want to have a series. I want to have, you know, just more and more. Hell, not even just a series. I want a tag team with him. You know, I, I put out a tweet calling myself the African-American wolf, and, you know, he... <laughs> <laughs> Co-signed on it, so I mean, if we get the American Wolves popping again, bro, I'd like to do that too. So, Goal, right there, woo! Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I'm you good. guys are a part of history, dog. Y'all, y'all hey, sponsored that.
0: Hey, man, it came full circle for you, and I'm glad. I'm happy for you, man. And of course, we had to share the moment with you, bro. We had to. We had to be there. We had to be part of. We tend to, you know, uh, cling ourselves to to the good things of, and the beautiful things of wrestling, man. And congratulations on that milestone for you, bro. That's big time. Bro.
2: You know it's one thing that I really love is is like a good solid finisher, and that's Soul Fire Bomb. <gasps> hey, wow. shout out, shout out, Toshiaki Kawada. <laughs> I was gonna ask you who's the inspiration. I mean, that's your style. Your style is straight up all Japan. I yeah, mean. yeah,
1: I love them guys, man. The uh, Four Pillars of Heaven, and then of course the uh, any of the Musketeers from New Japan. Uh, in Japanese professional wrestling, period, is my jam. I love it. You know, I love all wrestling, but I lean heavily towards the Japanese style. And I'm from Texas, so uh, I just mix that Texas style with that Japanese influence and, you know, you get so Brian well. Keats. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you, dog. I'm, I'm a student of the game. I study everything, bro. I, I'm, I'm constantly. When I'm watching wrestling, I'm watching wrestling, bro. I have wrestling on the TV at the house. And then I'll have wrestling on my phone, and my wife will be like, Well, damn, you got to pick which one, bro. You, you, uh, holding up.
3: <laughs> She's like, Yo, can I watch Squid Game, dog? Like, yeah. <laughs> you all on the TV, man. <laughs> I'm so glad
0: you said that, though. so, so that brings me to my next nice question. What, 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 what are you watching specifically? Uh, what, what are you specifically a fan of today? Right now, bro, I've been
1: binge watching that, uh, N1 victory tournament in Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, It's over with now, you know, it came to a conclusion, Uh, Nakajima won, and uh, also the G1, but uh, that's over with too, I've been trying to follow that, I'm kind of late on both of them, so I gotta go back and watch the matches that I put to the side that I wanted to watch, but I've been watching that, and uh, this company called Gleet, I think it's pronounced Gleet, but it's spelled Gleet, G-L-E-A-T, and that's like a shoot fighting kind of company in Japan, it's it's kind of shoot fight, but also kind of just regular uh, wrestling and stuff like that. So right. that's that's the style I lean towards that I like. You know that type oh. of Japanese wrestling. We can tell.
0: We can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real.
3: Would uh would it be a stretch to say that uh Brian Keith makes his way over to Japan and
1: uh yeah. oh literally like bro, if not this year, definitely next year, dog for sure.
3: Yeah. That's Any that's uh.
1: It. Your dream opponent. Yeah,
3: that's where I was going. Man,
1: my dream opponent, bro. Who you winding up out there? It's crazy because there's so many dudes right now that are active in Japan that are like my dream opponents. So maybe I'll give you like five. I'll give you top 5 um, yeah. There's a dude named Masaki Mochizuki. That's an OG. Kicking OG. I'd love to work him. I'd love to work Masato Tanaka. I'd love to work Takashi Segura. I'd love to work... Uh, there's a guy in BJW, bro, called uh, Namura, Takuya Namura. is a young dude. He been out here just killing shit. Just having hella banger matches at BJW. So I'd like to work him. And then um, I'm going to throw one more in there from Japan. I mean, Kawada ain't even active no more, but I'd love to work him. That'd be legit. But uh, I'm going to throw Suzuki in there. Menorah Suzuki, he in the U.S. right now. So Yeah. We all saw that pick. I'm just waiting yeah, for yeah. that match. Yeah, yeah. I saw you post that stuff on IG earlier
0: today and stuff. We put a few of Menorah today.
1: Yeah, bro, I was trying to uh, steal his essence Like on some Space Jam shit
3: But Monster out here Yeah, yeah, I
1: was was trying, bro I was just trying, bro
3: Well, he's on a world tour I mean, if you wait long enough, he'll be all depleted And shit, you'll get him at the end, you can beat his ass (laughs) Exactly,
1: bro, I'm I'm gonna just give him Like, I don't know, maybe some boots or something Like, hey, bro, try on these wrestling boots I I, I made them for you And then I'm gonna try to steal his essence From like like that, bro (laughs)
0: Have, 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 you,
1: have you ever gone any, um, to the East Coast recently? Do they have any bookings on this area? Nah, bro. Uh, well, a little spoiler alert. I ain't going to let you know which company, but I'm supposed to be coming. Uh, um. Uh, man, I think... You know what? I forgot what company it was, bro. I forgot what company and I forgot what state, really. But I am supposed to be coming, actually, soon. East Coast and West Coast. Bad, bad.
0: We're gonna keep an eye out, man, because we are here in the East Coast, man. We love to come to a show and uh, definitely planning on hitting up Texas sometime in the near future as well.
1: Hey, please, dude, bro. Please come out to Texas, dog. We got some fun in uh, New Texas as far as the venue and um, guys we got coming out there and Mm -hmm. just being on IWTV. It's been a, a blessing and just having new new talent to be able to view, you know? So if you guys come down here, we got some good food, you know, we got good entertainment. It'd be a hell of a time. Oh man, I can't
0: wait. And definitely first round's on us, man, when we get out there for sure, man,
1: with the Hey, guys. you already know, you already know, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> So you talked about your personal world tour, right? And uh, going to Minnesota, you went to Chicago, you talked about who you want to face in Japan, but who do you want to face here in the States? Who's got your attention?
1: Man, in the states, bro, it's a bunch of people, dog. Right now in the states, I'd say um, I've wrestled already Lee Moriarty, but he's a guy that's always at the top of my list because he's like an evolving dude. He's always getting better. He's and better. so good. Yeah, he's cold, bro. He's super cold, bro. So I'd like to work him. I like to work Danny Garcia. Oof. He's super cold. Uh, Kevin Blackwood, another dude who's super cold. Um, man, there's so many good guys in the U.S. I mean, I, I mean, I guess we're talking about like. Overall, just in any company, I like to work Brian Danielson, uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Eddie Kingston, a big guy that I've been trying to work for forever. I'd love to work Eddie Kingston. Uh, yeah, heck yeah! I uh, low key that's another inspiration of mine. A dude that uh,
0: okay.
1: I like. Yeah, I mirror my him and David Richards were two guys that whenever I was young, like I was like, if I was gonna be a wrestler, I'd be Davy Richards or low key Like that's teenage Brian Keith. That's what I wanted to be. So those guys I mirrored my style after um Jonathan Gresham another guy I mm. used to watch him
3: he's so good he's so underrated bro
1: Heck yeah, crazy. yeah I used to watch him at Booker's uh before it was reality of wrestling it was PWA and mm. he would wrestle there under a mask as hero tiger so as a kid I used to watch him be like man this do cold and then he took off the mask and that's you know how I found out who he was and just kept up with his career and it's crazy to see him then he was super cold then, but right now it's like, bro, he's on like god level cold.
3: <laughs> he is so good, and he's he jacked as
1: shit too. That bro, I wish just as jacked as him. I want to be just as jacked as him, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah but, he, but
3: um,
0: even the big ones can fall, man. Even the big ones. All it takes is a good submission, man. A good, good little lock in. What's your go? What's your go to? Like kicking the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, when, <laughs> when you know, when you gotta make them tap though, it's and, and, and scream. Like, what's your favorite uh, submission, man? I like say my
1: favorite, in. my favorite submission is Dragon Sleeper, bro. I love the Dragon right. Sleeper. Yes. I like the mm-hmm. Dragon Sleeper, or uh, maybe just a regular um, like a guillotine. I love the guillotine choke.
3: You be working motherfuckers a little extra shit when you in that shit. You like get back on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, You gotta make it hurt, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. I don't like how you sell it right now. <laughs> you gotta make that shit. Nah. Let's help
1: nah, you out a bit. The thing is, we gotta. Yeah, exactly. There's no. Uh, I don't give them a choice whether they are gonna sell or not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's too hard to shit out of these motherfuckers. You got to, bro.
1: Sal Vendini, y'all remember that? Yeah
3: rumble so, i wanna i want to talk a little bit about your roots right so yeah. what brought you into wrestling like what was that first memory for you that you can recall that be like yo I got into wrestling you already mentioned Stevie but I'm just wondering like was there a, a moment a match a you know something that ca- caught your eye that really that's what
1: Watch. yeah for me bro it was a uh, it was really my uncle i was always around my uncle um all the time whenever I was younger I'd go to his house all the time bro and I'd eat bacon he just make me bacon all the time because he used to make it in the oven and that shit was just good as hell I nice. would <laughs> <laughs> just be like you know uh, feed the wolf the wolf is hungry that's what I tell my uncle all the time and stuff like that but chilling with him we'd sit down bro we watch some wrestling and uh, my first like memory to just stuck with me was seeing Undertaker when he came out with the vulture and, like, that image was just, like, iconic to me, bro. Like, I was like, man, that dude right there. And even to this day, I feel like my style is is influenced by Undertaker as well, too. Like, that dark, sinister just look because, you know, with the cowboy hat and just being, like, a bounty hunter and stuff. I feel like that image just stuck with me, bro. It was it was just pro wrestling as a whole to me, the, uh, the pageantry, the theatrics, you know, just seeing how it was. So, I'd say that was my first little um, thing that just had me stuck from then on.
0: And you look comfortable in it, man. You look real good at showing out and when you come in, the entrances and the, the galore. The pageantry's there. It's there Thank bro. you,
1: brother. Thank you. I got to give the uh, props to my dad, bro. My dad is a big Western fan. He loves Western films. He loves uh, Clint Eastwood and Charles Bronson, all these films like that. So I just took that culture and mixed it with the Houston Screw culture, bro, and you got Brian Keith, dog. So that's what we got today. Dope,
0: dope, man. That's
3: Brian nice Keith source. is like... A beautiful grocery list of wrestling, right? Like it's like a little bit of here, a little bit of there. It's a lot of different elements, right? Because it goes into who you are. Yeah. So, what I, I was gonna say, well, what outside of wrestling has influenced you? But very clearly, you just said westerns and whatnot. Do you feel like what? Do, what do you feel like is your next step? That's where I want to go with that. What do you feel like is your next step? What What, do you, what is next for Brian Key?
1: my next step i want to go to japan bro that's really like what i'm pushing for only because my style the wrestling that i enjoy is heavily based there so i feel like if i want to state my claim and be a guy that's influenced by that and just get that direct knowledge i need to go where it's at the origin of it and just learn as much as i can soak up as much as i can and just become a sponge in that environment so that's what I'm trying to do next, bro Just be around guys like that Who are professionals in that environment And just learn as much as I can from
0: them Dope, dope. And with that said What's a day in the life Like for Brian Keith When he's not When he's away from the ring Cause I mean That, that All that you mentioned right there Takes a A lot of time When your day Mental I mean You gotta You gotta Find some way to, to, to You know Zen down, right? Yeah, cool bro.
2: Yeah,
1: bro Yeah, well for the most part I feel like Uh I got, you know, I got three kids and a wife, so I feel like I do a good job of just keeping that balance, bro. Like, whenever I'm three not kids. doing wrestling stuff, yeah, I got three daughters, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's that don't make sense.
3: <laughs> exactly. yeah. that, man. Wow, congrats. Yeah, yeah. Man. Th-
1: thank you, thank you, brother. So, like, and they keep me grounded, bro. So, like, whenever I'm not doing wrestling stuff, I'm just doing stuff for them, you know, just taking care of them or just, um taking them out places and stuff like that, you know, doing dad stuff, doing husband stuff around the house, things like that. And then, you know, just doing the side hustles, of course, just so I keep myself, you know, with some cash flow on my end and stuff like that. But um, I feel like I learned at an early age that wrestling is all about multitasking. So, like, I really have to find out ways to just get my workouts in and just constantly – I just really honestly got to promise myself to eat right because – when you in the mix of doing all this stuff, you know, oh, like yeah. my schedule, my schedule ain't really set, so I got to find out ways to, you know, just don't just go to the corner store and get something crazy just because I'm hungry, you know, maybe I just drink some water and hold it until I get home where I can eat some chicken and rice and broccoli or something, or something's going to be better for me, but I just honestly... At all times, I'm just constantly trying to find a great balance and just go with the flow because uh, it get kind of chaotic, bro.
0: <laughs> no, and definitely, and with the mental, please—that's not that's the new pandemic right now. The, the, yeah, the not eating healthy and, and, and the stomach pains and all that—that that, that's that's going around everywhere, bro. You gotta make bro,
1: sure. really, that's it, bro. A lot of people, I feel like. They they you know COVID is happening right now. It's getting it, it's doing its numbers on people and stuff like that. But that's a big part of just staying healthy and not you know staying out of danger. Is just really watching the things that's going on in our bodies and just making conscious decisions and going outside and getting sunlight. And, you know just being active and eating right, bro. If you're doing all that, your your possibilities of getting COVID or getting anything else is gonna get you sick. Is gonna go down. Exactly. So that's why i just try to stay on top of all that shit constantly and then you know just mental health staying around my family figuring out what it is they may have problems in their life and helping them out and just letting them know that you know it's it's constant pressures in life that are always pressed on us but it's imaginary pressures because really if you think about it bro we could die today or tomorrow you know like you got to take shit how it come and you really just got to focus on what's in front of you so that's what i'll be trying to do constantly bro big
0: facts big facts um <clears throat> with that said uh I would like to mention and shout out the the, uh, the tag me in movement that's going around uh, these days, man. I would like to like that's a good recommendation for anybody that uh, watching now, is, you know, struggling, need somebody to talk to. Please reach out. Um, help is there for sure, big time. Um, Brian, talk to me a little bit about um, <clears throat> your your promotions and stuff because you you've gone everywhere, right? And you've been you've been to it all. Is there any place you you call like you would? I want to say call home, but like you've probably
1: had your best time at. Like your favorite promotion to uh, spend your, your your matches at, you know, spend, spend yeah, to work, I, work at. I got you, yeah. Uh, Well, here in Houston, that's where I'm at. That's where I lived my whole life, pretty much. So I started in wrestling at a place called Texas All-Star Wrestling. That's where I started, maybe like five years in. But then uh, after that, I went to Reality Wrestling, which is where I'm at now, at Booker T's in Texas City. So I'd say that's, like, my home promotion as far as, like, you know, getting opportunities and learning uh, how to be a wrestler on a professional level and just taking my game to a different level. I actually, I contribute, like, a bunch of my success and my way of thinking to Booker T and just being a mentor to me and stuff like that. And then uh, I'd also say New Texas because New Texas is a place where I was able to go and be myself and test things out that I wanted to try and just I'd say New Texas is the reason why you see the Brian Keith that you you see today because that was me just going out and trying something new and it stuck and here I am the New Texas Pro Champion. So between Reality Wrestling and New Texas Pro I'd say those are both of my home promotions in the places where I, I, you know, stake my claim where I put my put my Mac down here. He's Houston, Texas <laughs> dog. Speaking
0: of that new Texas pro title, why don't we just bring that in here real
1: quick? Yes, sir. Yeah, hey, there you go. Ooh, That's what he's talking on. about right
0: there. Let's put a little flashy, you know, That's let's, let's get rid of me and let's just, you know, <laughs> let's bring out that title, baby. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is my baby.
3: What's that title represent to you, man?
1: Man, that title represents independence to me, bro. That title represents the fact that for a long time, everybody was saying Texas is dead. Texas Indies is is, is, is a dying environment. Texas is a black hole. To make it, you got to get out of Texas. All this crap people were saying, bro, and now look at us. Texas is a hotbed. People trying to come over here and be a part of what we doing. And I say it's because of that championship right there. It's because guys coming in and putting on great matches and making it mean something. And not just guys, most importantly, it's Mysterious Q. He was champion for 600-plus days, and he was making it mean something. And now between his reign and my reign, and people just, you know, wanting to become more involved with New Texas, bro, I just feel like independently, we, we put ourselves on the map, and that's what that title represents to me.
2: That's what I really loved about it, is, is that it, it was really, it wasn't like anyone from outside. It wasn't like you had to... To bring in some big name that was like a former ROH guy or a former Impact guy, it was it was two guys from the Texas Indies that really laid claim to that title and made it mean something.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it's crazy that you say that, bro. Cause from that match, uh, I'm you know I'm a fan of Japanese, you know the Pillars, uh, Pillars of Heaven or whatever. After that match, people started you know billing me and Q as the Texas Pillars, bro. So it was kind of like that match just defined like me and him is like guys in Texas that were putting us back on the map, bro. And yeah, it was a blessing and an honor, real talk, bro. The
2: Texas Pillars sounds pretty fucking cool. Like yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah, like
0: yeah, yeah.
2: That yeah. honestly is one of my favorite visuals was uh was you putting the bounty on cue. Thank you. Uh, the Thank you, brother. Yeah,
1: I, honestly that that was the production. I can't even take credit for it That was the productions idea, uh stage media. Shout out to stage media, my dog. But uh they came up with that concept and at first i was like man that's kind of cheesy to me because i was like man i don't really you know i don't really be using bounties like that but then i did it bro and it was just like goosebumps bro whenever it happened so i i'm actually i appreciate it for coming up with that idea and us just making it happen the way it did
0: bro when it hits it hits it it's it just it's just like a nature like it's natural it's actually
1: even the best ones. yeah thank you brother
3: that's funny because you know as a wrestler you're looking at that moment and you're like Man, this shit is not gonna pop. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're like, <laughs>
1: That's how I felt. I was like, man, why would I pull out like, okay, they know I'm a bounty hunter, but like why am I going to pull out a piece of paper and just like right. give give it to him?" You know, like it was just kind of I the way it was I think the way it was presented to me was I was just thinking of it differently and I just had to put my own spin to it. So I think like me coming out there not saying nothing and just sticking it on his chest and it actually stuck. I feel like that's what made it like, kind of like, oh damn, okay, he came looking for you, bro. He ain't even had to say no words. He just, you know, what's up? You know, yeah. look at the paper if you don't know what's
2: up. <laughs> <It's like this. laughs>
3: read it.
1: Your yeah. sweaty chest,
3: my man. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. I ain't even waiting. I'm
0: waiting. You, oh, you just finished?
1: Oh, okay, right. Oh. Take this right <laughs> here. Take this L. <laughs> you, see,
0: you uh, you, get, you, you took that and you spun it your way. Um. How how comfortable have you been your, your, your career-wise uh, with, with uh, creative control? Like, have, has that always been something smooth in your career?
1: Not really, bro. I, I'm going on, like, next year, 12 years wrestling. And I feel like at first, I was just kind of shy about it, really. I just felt like, man, I was really? just doing what I thought people wanted from wrestling, and I wasn't really too gun ho on doing what I wanted. So I was, you know, just to stay safe I think is the thing I was thinking you know just like okay well I know people like shit like this so let me just stay in that lane but as I got older and just started realizing like bro you're getting older in the game and you know like people started just looking at me as a vet and it's kind of like you know well if they're looking at you as a vet then they're looking at you to be you know that dude and be different so I feel like me just starting to do different things and just solidifying myself as a guy that has the knowledge and constantly using that knowledge It just, I don't know. It just kind of started showing, like, okay, well, if you could think of this, and it may work to you, and then it does work, okay, well, what else can we do? You know, what what else do I got in my brain that I thought it could work and I could make it work? You know, so I'm just having fun at this point, bro. I'm trying to make, I'm I'm trying to make all my ideas in my head come to fruition, really.
3: So since you since you mentioned the bounty before, has there been any idea where, like, in your mind, other than the bounty, but in your mind where, like. You come up with the idea And you're like I don't know if this is going to hit But I want to do it anyway man Fuck it
1: And yeah. you go out there and do it Yeah I feel like um, Whenever I had the match with uh, Ruben Steele Which was the the It was it was kind of like a, It was built like a no holds bar match But it was low key like a dead match So like The end of it I'm just thinking like Man what What could I do That's just like groundbreaking you know not groundbreaking but just like different in a match like that that just looks devastating and uh for the finish i sold fire bomb through a, a shopping cart bro a straight shopping cart he bro- broke the shopping cart it was wild Damn. and uh at first i was like man like in my head i was like man maybe they don't want to do that man you know maybe that's just something too crazy maybe you know visually i don't want people just wild and think like okay Brian keep tripping right now but I just went ahead and went with it bro and it was kind of like one of those iconic things it was like you know it solidified like that I'd be willing to just be dangerous you know like or just do whatever so I feel like I don't know uh, I it kind of encouraged me to just keep taking the chance and just whatever comes to my mind if it could fit within a realm hell even if it can't fit in within the realms of what I think is possible just do it anyway and it might work so
3: so
0: working out though
3: conversely yeah have you come to a fucking point where you're like, I'm gonna do this shit, and then it just doesn't hit, and now you're like, damn, where do I go from here? <laughs> nah,
1: I've I've been blessed to where nothing like that really. I say nothing like that really happened. You lie! You lie! Lying. <laughs> I was going to say uh, I, I did shoot an idea out there to somebody and it and it got shot down so like I didn't even get the opportunity for it not to work but um, I low key at the start uh, it's crazy that you mentioned that because the match that I mentioned at the start of that match I kind of wanted to start it and pull out a knife and like everybody was like bro okay. why, why the hell would you do that but I was thinking to myself okay like it's a no holds bar match it's like a death match against a dude that is a deathmatch king so it's like in my head i'm thinking i'm not in a deathmatch world i'm a bounty hunter so this motherfucker's dangerous why don't i just stab him from front of the get-go uh, and yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the people who i was running by was like no kids watch the show you don't want to really be pulling out knives and doing all that so
3: yeah i mean you, it's you, a plastic you, knife <laughs> can i do a plastic knife nah i was gonna i was gonna pull out the butterfly bro i was gonna pull out the butterfly that is <laughs> <laughs> Only if you start switching that shit yeah. Yeah, that, That's
1: what I was going to do really You know maybe have them block it Maybe not block it I don't uh, know. Maybe not block it <laughs> <laughs> but, cage, baby. It, got, it got shut down So, so maybe I would have went for it And then it would have been the horrible idea And then I would have been able <laughs> to tell you the story of how my shit fucked up
2: so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Conversation yeah. So you, uh, you had a moment where you went to uh, to the big leagues, right? You you saw WWE from the inside out. You had a match with TJP. Yes, how was that for you in your career? How do you feel like that affected you? Did you take anything from it? Like, how, how was that experience for you?
1: Yeah, it was amazing, bro. It was cool because I really went, and I wasn't supposed to do, like, I think they sent us to, like, catering, so we really weren't going to do anything for the rest of the day. Hey. And, uh, yeah, you know, when you go to, WWE, you know, if you're traveling with the people, you at least get to sit back there in the back and chill and catering until, you know, like, if they need you. Do that? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> but,
1: uh, yeah, so you chill there and stuff like that. But um, I was not supposed to I was supposed to be there for the rest of the day. And the guy that they had to wrestle TJP was already a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. So they didn't really want to use him. They wanted to use somebody who wasn't seen on WWE television before. So I heard that happen and I kinda of just hopped up like, Hey, yo, you can use me. So nice.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's what made it even better because really I wasn't supposed to be used. So I just put myself in a position. So they were like, Yeah, we're gonna use them. And uh, I'm talking with TJP about it, and all of a sudden, Arn Anderson pulls up, and he's the um, agent for the match, bro. So I'm losing my shit right now. I'm like, oh, damn.
0: (laughs) I think old school knows him, too. Yeah, I was waiting for him to pull out the Glock. (laughs) 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 Get the Glock,
3: get the Glock, get
0: the Glock. (laughs) Uh,
1: But uh, so, I I mean, I'm I'm already a fan of TJP. Uh, Arn Anderson pulls up and I'm just like, man, this is going to be magical to me in my head. I'm thinking that, you know, and, um, it was a special segment because it was going to be like a squash match, but it wasn't going to be just typical squash match. He was going to be doing the squash while on the mic. And I just thought it was a really cool twist on things. You know, something never really been done in WWE or to my knowledge in wrestling. For a dude to be talking while he's in the midst of wrestling, having a match, except for Booker T when he was Black Snow. I
2: was <laughs> going to say, yeah. Boom!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Black Snow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <clears throat> but yeah, to my knowledge, it hadn't been done at the time, so I was like, alright, this is going to be cool. And um, we were just putting it all together, and afterwards, looking back on it, everybody was happy with it. TJP was super happy with it. The production guys were super happy with it. And the reason why it stood out for me is because not only was the WWE a company I grew up watching, it was me putting in years of hard work and realizing that I'm here around professionals. I got a job to do. They gave me my job. I completed that job and exceeded the expectations for the job and made something magical. So it just showed me, like, you know, you could do this, bro. You could be around, you know, doing the things that these guys that you like to watch do. So I feel like it just kind of gave me a confidence boost to, you know, lit a little fire under my ass And, you know, just be serious about things So, you know, that and just When I got back home It's funny, bro, cause I got back home And I told my wife, uh, turn on the TV And she was like, man, it's like Bro, it was like four in the morning, three in the morning, or something like that. I'm tired. She was like, exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, I just want you to turn it on because it was this dude who like did this cool move and I just wanted to show you, like, it was crazy. She's like, all right, whatever. She sits down with me and it just turns it on and she just kind of pops for it, bro. Like, what the hell? They used you. Like, you had a match, and it, it was just magical for my little brother to see it, my family to see it, and then call wow. me and just be like, Man, we can't believe, like, you know, you did it. Like, bro, I got a I got a picture of me whenever I was 10 on career day at school and they were like oh, asking kids what you want to be and I was like man I want to be a professional wrestler and like nobody said that the whole day bro but they they had a tag team championship on the table at the end and they were like well we got you know the stuff for you to take the photo so I got a photo of like me and Macho Man Randy Savage in the background and I'm doing a rocks eyebrow with like the freaking championship <laughs> nice. and it says uh, when I grow up I want to be a professional wrestler bro and literally that's all I ever wanted to do so at that moment I was super proud bro
3: you should be Because not only are you a professional that, you know, you're you're capable, you're more than capable, you're you're able, and and you know what you're doing, but you stepped the fuck up when it wasn't even in the cards, you know what I'm saying? Like, you saw the opportunity, and you took it, because you could have very easily been like the other motherfucker sitting back there and just eat your pasta and shut the fuck up, but you didn't. So give yourself some fucking credit on that end, because that's pretty dope. A lot of people may have been overpowered, overcome by the moment just been like yo i'm just happy to sit in this chair and catering and that might be part of the problem with wrestling as a whole but that's a whole nother fucking discussion
1: yeah
3: yeah you know what i mean so i mean uh, fuck it we're gonna go there a little bit (laughs) so (laughs) with that being said because i I think that's really cool that you did that and I, i think that's really impressive because a lot of people a lot of wrestlers complain about their position in wrestling you know um they don't get the opportunities or they're not being used or whatever. And there's a lot of like kind of textbook excuses that are are built up right now. Like, what do you say to those people that are just kind of always complaining and bitching about where they're at and how they're not being used? You know what I mean? Like you being in that situation where you're like, I don't like my character and I'm not being used. Like, how, how do you, how do you, what do you say to those people?
1: I tell him, shut the fuck up. No. <laughs>
2: That's
0: right, bro. Shut the fuck up. Eat your pasta. The best <laughs> advice.
1: Nah, bro. I, I'm a I'm a big like um, uh, you know, bro, you know how it is, bro. I'm 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 a colored individual. You you guys are colored individuals. And it's like we've been taught from a young age, don't nothing come easy, bro. It's always a hardship you gotta overcome. It's always something that uh you gotta deal with. And it's like to be blessed and be in an opportunity to make a living for your family and do what you love how can you sit there and complain and cry you need to make what you you know make the best of your opportunity and do what you can for yourself because you're already there anyway there's people that would kill to be in your position bro and it's like you know making those comments or just being ungrateful online is, is, is it's ridiculous Uh yeah i'm a big fan of just you know hey what's the obstacle what's the problem right now let me figure out a solution and overcome it I ain't gonna cry about it, I ain't gonna be online You know, if you, if you go on my history All my social media and just look at everything You never see me online crying about not getting the opportunity uh, Crying that ain't nobody doing nothing with me Story-wise or You know, I don't I take everything as it comes And at the end of the day, I'm a professional And this is my job, bro I'm here to do a job And I'm here to do that shit to the fullest of my ability And if you my boss, then you are blessed to have a hell of an employee. <laughs>
0: it sounds so. You man. hear that? It sounds yeah.
3: so. Brian, Brian, Keith is what he's saying. <laughs> hey, hey. Let me know.
1: I'm trying to get to the money, dog. I got three kids and a wife, bro. I've been wrestling for almost 12 years. I ain't playing no more, dog.
0: Big facts. Big facts on that. Brian, my God, I got to thank you again for blessing us with your time, man. And it sounds like the sky ain't even the limit for you, my my man. Like, you 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 on your way, fan. Like you doing big things already, and they're just gonna compete, continue to be blessful, man. Um, before I sent we 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 cut ties here, we like to end with a lightning round. We call the round of chair shots. Mischief will be handing that out for you, Mister. Take it away. All right.
3: So the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions, right? Let me know. Let them know. What is your favorite cheat meal for somebody that was talking about uh, dieting so much? What do you indulge in? Burgers, bro. Ooh, burgers. burgers. Any place in particular? Or just grilled burgers, like.
1: If you're in, if you in Houston, there's a place called Joy Love. They got the best burger there. I say, yeah, you know, just called Joy. Boy. Joy Love. It's like an independent, like own company. It's like, like a mom and pop shop, but it's like maybe twenty minutes from my house, bro. If y'all ever in Houston, hell. I'll take y'all to that mug, but they got the, the best man. burgers, bro. Literally, you take a bite, and that mug melt in your mouth like almost eating cotton candy, bro. It's, oh, ridiculous, bro. it's
0: ridiculous. Yo, my mouth, dead ass watered right now. We <laughs> got to
1: book that flight. We got to book that flight, man. <laughs> Let me know. Through. Either through. Either that or brisket. I'm a big brisket fan. I love me some brisket, bro.
3: Nice soft brisket. What? what where do you go for that?
1: for brisket i mean we in texas so really you could go anywhere you know we got good briskets everywhere if you want a quick good brisket sandwich you go to bucky's bucky's the uh the um what's that the freaking corner store or whatever they got a good brisket sandwich Just on the go you got papa's barbecue they got a good brisket sandwich but me i like to support little mom and pop shop so i'll you know pull up a uh, google you know whatever i'm looking for i type in maybe brisket barbecue and if somebody got, like, a 4.5 or above, I'll go out the way and look at it and uh, take my chance That's on dope. it, bro. So, yeah, dope. me and my wife do that. I've been thinking about actually just recording it and trying to make it something. Because really, bro, I, I be eating, like, that is my vice, bro. I, I eat just. I try to stay healthy, but after I wrestle, bro, I tear it up, dog. Yeah, gotcha, man. Gotcha. <laughs> got yeah, um, just. I was about to say, just recently, I was in Chicago, bro, and they got the uh, chocolate cake shake from Portillo's, bro. I had to try that mug. That mug was
3: uh,
0: How was it?
1: Bussin', bro. Amazing, dog. Amazing, bro. I had literally, I was drinking, they they gave me a a straw, but I was told, don't use it with a straw because it's too damn thick, so I got a spoon. But then I ain't want to use a spoon, so I just started guzzling that mug just straight with the cap off, bro. <laughs> I'm in that mug getting chunks of just totally cake and ice everywhere,
2: bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> wasted. So you waste it. It. <laughs> Dude, Dude, we just was...
3: like Stone Cold drinks a beer? <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, bro. Yes, bro. Just exactly right. But like it just, just goes just slower. It just slaps like, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> <It's>
3: Drip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's your favorite movie?
1: Oh, whoa, my favorite movie, dog. You know what's crazy? I'm going to say, because it, it was my favorite movie when I was a kid, uh, American Werewolf in Paris, bro. Oh,
3: what? Okay. I've so, never heard that ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> any of the actors on set. Like, this. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's
1: it's such a random movie, dog. It's about this dude. Uh, he was an American, and he went to Paris to just uh, visit, just visit around. He met a girl, and he was messing around with the girl, and she ended up being a werewolf, and she bit him. And he ain't find out until the morning he was a werewolf. And then, you know, from there, you just see the movie, dog. It's wild as hell, though. You should watch it go (laughs) school. That that or uh, my pops, you know, he would watch Western. So uh, Once Upon a Time in the West is one that me and him watch all the time. It's one of his favorite ones. So I'd say either that, American Werewolf in Paris, or Once Upon a Time in the West.
3: Now, does your dad sit down and watch American Werewolf in Paris with you?
1: Bro, my dad watched all the movies bro. Yeah. that's why i'm on movies because he's like <laughs> such a movie buff, bro like my mom's had to make him give away movies and dvds and stuff bro because like our house was filled with shit she was getting pissed so we just <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean now it's cool because we got you know fire sticks so he can just have one device and all the movies and everything on there but back in the day bro we had dvds vhs we had and we had almost every we go to the pawn shop just all the time so if it was cheap and we wanted it he was going to get it for us. That's how I found out about American Werewolf in Paris. Cause I was just like, what American Werewolf in Paris took the movie home. It was like, oh, this whole fire ass
3: movie. And then just <laughs> your mom was pissed. Cause you had like 18 copies of that movie. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably. HHS, yeah. DVD, the Blu-ray. You had all them shits, <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, you know, it was crazy though. Uh, it was wild. I was going to say my, my pops bought so much movies, bro. Um uh, we used to just be watching movies and stuff. And I just remember as a kid, i saw the movie players club at a young ass age bro like that's the movie i shouldn't be watching but <laughs> Word. it was just like around like my house you know my parents was going i was like man Players Club. watch the movie bro it was like oh shit. so like you know just to let you know we had all kinds of movies we had those movies my dad had old school dolo mike movies he had uh everything bro he even had like little house on a prairie vhs like not vhs but this sets and stuff and i feel like he just like you know they grew up in that era, I guess, where they went from radio to TV. So, I guess he just, like, keeping, like, stuff that he would watch whenever he was a kid or mm. stuff like that, you know? But, yeah.
3: Um. Do you keep anything? Do you have anything now that you still kind of hold on to that kind of reminds you?
1: Oh, uh, you mean, like, what of, uh, just, like,
3: movies yeah, and stuff DVDs, like that? But... Yeah, those movies and DVDs. Yeah,
1: bro, I, honestly, I keep them. A... I, I got a bunch of them like from oh. back in the day. I got like Total Recall VHS. That's another movie i seen when I was younger. Uh, the Mario Brothers, whenever, you know, the live. Oh game. my
3: God. Did you actually like that? Bro, as a kid, that movie was fire, that's bro. Not, I'm as not a even going to lie. True, as a kid, true. it
1: was fire, bro. Uh, I You know what? Nowadays, I'll stay as fire, too, bro. I'm not even going to lie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember right, that,
3: that one, man.
1: About it. Have you yeah, seen I was going to tell you it? also, as far as my favorite movies are Pineapple Express, one. Oh that's oh, the, that's I remember when uh, was on
0: pay-per-view
3: though.
1: Oh yeah, see? So you know what's up, bro. Yeah, you know I remember up. that shit
0: was on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So just switching gears a little bit, if Brian Keith could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Bro, my superpower would be uh dang, bro. Crap. I don't even know. Uh maybe the ability to create matter.
3: Wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just so I could like stop like world hunger or something like that, you know? Damn that's Some, that's, something that's, positive, you know? Because I feel like I feel like problems in the world like stem from like people just being greedy as shit and like not wanting to give other people things. So like if I create matter, I the people who don't have shit, I can just give them that shit. And then hopefully the world will be all right. But yeah, I don't that's know. by
0: we'll, far the best answer we've got.
2: Deadass, because that's, that's like the most generous, wholesome answer we've ever gotten. <laughs> I mean,
1: man, Thank you,
3: dog. Either, it's real either real. like teleportation or flying, because y'all motherfuckers travel so much. <laughs> like, yeah, or awesome. say that. And then a couple of them, the pervs are like, I want to be invisible.
0: peeping toms out. <laughs> X ray vision and shit. Tripping. We've had that. It yeah. Feels like someone's watching me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Nah, I just want to, I just want to like, you know, create matter. So, you know, you know, a, uh, a bum come up to me at the rush up on me at the gas station and be like, "You got something?" I'm like, "Ha ha, here you go."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's your example. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> gas station. Um, yeah. Who's someone you want to meet, either real or fictional? Just someone that you feel like would be dope.
1: Like, you mean like dead or alive?
3: you're alive real or fictional it could be a fake character
1: could could i meet that person before they died well yeah, yeah. yeah. all right if that was the case you i want to meet future what? Future.
0: what oh shit, shit. <laughs> you
3: future. <laughs> Damn. Damn, you
1: die when they die <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna try to say Martin
3: Luther King, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. i right, <laughs> Oh, two feet to the left. Two feet. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah,
1: hell yeah. I would have I would have booked his, his uh his reservation at another hotel. They're trying to get you, fam. The
3: speech is do you yeah, know? All right, All right,
1: so let me let me think. Let me think. If I can just meet somebody and talk to him,
3: man, could be anybody in history. Anybody in history. You- if
1: I can meet somebody and talk to him. Damn, bro, that's that's a hell of a question right there, yeah, though. I'm your answer think.
0: was good, though, man. That's what's up. That's. I'll yo, take your
3: answer.
1: I'll take yeah, your answer.
0: That that all right, right, all right. Save it the King, money, Martin Luther King. That shit's good
3: money. Yo, you got some, can I just say, you got some deep-ass answers?
0: For real, man. You Check out this
3: Ah! Nah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is the worst purchase you have ever made? The worst
1: purchase I ever made, bro, was, um... <laughs> justice and shit no, no 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 i was gonna say the worst purchase i ever made i went to this um i went to this damn hot dog spot it was like a hot dog fucking burger spot that me and my brother heard about and we just splurged money because we heard it was good bro like bought like maybe a hundred dollars worth of hot dogs and burgers bro damn. got the shit and it was horrible bro that one had four stars it was, and it was one of the ones that, it was like 4.3, bro, like 4.3, oh, but that's when I realized people would be on reviews lying and shit, yeah. like, like employees, like, putting <laughs> comments and yeah. shit like that, because yeah. I was like, there's no way somebody was like, this mug a 4.3, bro.
0: Oh, I, I used to work for an establishment and made us do that shit at the end of the
1: shift. Oh, well, there you go. You oh, know what's up Yeah. Ain't so fucking, um, I ain't gonna say who.
0: allegedly,
3: allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly,
1: allegedly, 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 allegedly. allegedly. But I ain't gonna say I who I ain't gonna say the restaurant That was nasty either Because I think he got Out of business anyway So uh-huh. they, got what, they got what was coming to him um,
3: What's the dumbest way You've been injured Where like in retrospect You're like I cannot believe
1: Bro Oh man I'll tell you uh, I ain't gonna go in a, in, a, in a graphicness about it But one day I took an electric chair drop You know what an electric chair drop is When you're on top of a dude's shoulders yeah, And he fall back so uh, I was on top of a dude's shoulders. He fell back. Actually, it's not even a dude. It's one of my uh, brothers in wrestling, dude named Chris Lyons. Shout out to Chris Lyons, Concrete Dragon. He, uh, me and him was like early in our careers, bro. We were just practicing at the uh, training facility, and I took that bump. And he didn't uh, put his head back. I mean, he didn't tuck his chin. He just threw his head back, bro. And Ooh. literally, yes, bro, homie, just like pretty much bumped on one of my testicles, bro. Worst, worst injury of my my life, bro. My life. I immediately <laughs> immediately went outside and threw up.
3: <laughs> Mid match, you just got up and you were like, I'm breaking this shit. Like I'm out of here.
1: Yeah, and nah, it was it was practice. Thank God we were practicing, oh, so I ain't oh. had to worry about that. But bro, literally, I just went outside and threw up. And bro, the, the injury was graphic. I ain't gonna go into detail, but good lord, just know it was. It was
3: wild, bro. It was Everybody wild. check uh, out his Twitter. He's gonna post up the pics. out to the Discord. <laughs>
1: like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm about to say uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans. I got the, uh, <laughs> I got the pics up there.
3: <laughs> All right, let's 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 bring it back to wrestling, right? Um, what's in your opinion, right? Your opinion, Brian Keith. What is more important, the face or the heel?
1: Uh I say the heel, bro. The bad guy. You gotta have a bad guy. You gotta have a bad guy. You gotta have somebody that is vile and just that you don't want to win because somebody gotta win. And if it's two good guys out there that wanna win, I mean ain't nothing wrong with that, but I feel like you don't feel that passion, you don't feel that that uh adversity that you gotta overcome. You don't feel that you don't get that story of literally good versus evil. So I feel like you gotta have a bad guy. Wrestling ain't nothing without the bad guy.
3: Who's your favorite heel of all time?
1: My favorite heel of all time, bro, might be Minoru Suzuki, but I feel like you can't even call him a heel because he really just is self. So maybe I'll go with like somebody who's like a definite heel, like uh...
3: yeah, Suzuki transcends right now.
1: That's yeah, man, yeah. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have to go with maybe, um... man. I'm trying to think, bro. This is who just I just was like whenever they were healed, I was like, damn. Fuck this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, think who just made me hate the hell out of him. I can't even really think of it off the top of my head, Thank bro. You like, I, you know, I, I, o- o- Baron Corbin was one of them, but I know he did not fuck with him. But I'd say uh, Jericho, whenever I was younger, bro, Jericho, mm-hmm. whenever he was like a heel, like a really good, like, he's always been a really good heel. But whenever he was heel, you know, I feel like he was uh, specifically what he was doing with Shawn Michaels. Whenever Ooh, he uh, he stole off on his wife, bro, you remember? Bro?
3: <laughs> oh,
0: oh, my bro. bad. <laughs>
1: bro, any, any dude is gonna steal somebody's wife is the ultimate heel, bro. Like I got you, you gotta die, bro. If you uh, steal my wife, bro, like you ain't on this earth no more. <laughs> so I'd say Jericho.
3: Bro. She got real. So she got real. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite role to play? Do you prefer being face or I
1: Uh, I. Honestly, I, I don't mind Really, I feel like I feel like I want to be the type of character Like we were talking about with Suzuki Where it's like, you know, you kind of I really don't I feel like I'm not really face or here Because I'm a bounty hunter I'm just about my money, you know Like it don't It don't really concern me Whether I'm a good guy or a bad guy I'm just trying to do what it takes To get the cash So I feel like I just kind of walk that line where I don't, really, I don't really mind what's what, you know. A lot of the times, I'm, I'm from Houston, Texas, so anytime I'm wrestling in Texas, I'm kind of the face anyways because I try to, you know, be mean, but people still fuck with me because I'm from Texas. So,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like, but outside uh, of Texas, I love being, you know, face. I, I mean, not face. I love being heel. I love being grimy. I love being, you know... I feel like it fits the bounty hunter gimmick. It's so it fits fun, the, the, right? the, yeah. It, and I, I just love being mean to people, honestly, because yeah. I'm such a nice <laughs> guy. I, my parents raised me to be a nice dude. They raised me to be a gentleman at all times, and really, I don't get to not be a gentleman to people because it's not the right thing to do. But yeah, <laughs> whenever yeah. you're a heel, you can say whatever the hell you want. You can do whatever the hell you want within, you know, the means of the performance. So I like to do that just because it, it lets me scratch that mean itch that I never really get, you know.
3: You, know, you get to whip out a knife sometimes. I mean, hey,
1: possibly. You know, like possibly. it's not. It's, it's not every day you go pull a knife on the motherfucker. I, I was not able to. <laughs> not,
3: this, not yet. Not yet. There's more not to Brian yet. To. <laughs> Um, do you have any pre-show rituals like before you break the curtain, like before you come out?
1: Yeah, any, I always any... pray, bro. I pray? always pray. I always hit that knee. I, I talk to God. Uh, I ask him that he just, you know keep me safe and just that he get all the glory for every single thing that i do bro because he's the reason that i do everything i do so i pray and um i got a handshake with my little brother me and him hit like a little lebron handshake before i go out there so that's it
3: nice yeah man. um what if your daughter wants to wrestle what 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 do you say to her
1: nah, man, i'm gonna let her bro i let her because only because my parents like my parents didn't let me wrestle i I was 10 years old saying i want to be a professional wrestler and if they would have let me wrestle i probably could have made it faster who knows but my mom was like man you shouldn't be doing that you know wait till you're 18 and like i guess she thought i was gonna grow out of it but here we are from 10 to 18 eight years later i still want to be a professional wrestler and she was like well if you want it that bad then just go you know do it your own so i got a job and paid for my own wrestling school and here we are today so it's like if my kid wants to be something at an early age and she like know it for sure I'm gonna let her try it out and if she don't like it then we're gonna find out what she does like but if my girls are gonna be wrestlers they're gonna be the most baddest wrestlers of all time bro. oh yeah so, I mean, people gonna be in trouble mm. I'm gonna okay. I'm <laughs> send them to ballet first then boxing and then we gonna get some other type of uh, jujitsu or something in there, yeah, and then we yeah. all have to worry about wrestling after that. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try to build like just machines, bro. Like, yeah, little pillars like, like, and shit. Just rush, like you so know. You're giving us
0: you some
1: know, You're Wrestling right. wrestlers right. be like, wrestling wrestlers be grimy, bro. I want my three girls to be just like Russian, like spies,
3: like <laughs> kill <laughs> them motherfuckers. Fucking in
0: it.
3: no, nice. yeah. Frankie thank you so much, yo, for everything. We really appreciate you. What's one message you want to leave the fans with, the people that follow you. Tell them where to find you. Tell them about you. Tell them what it is, baby.
1: Yes, sir. So I'm Brian Keith on Facebook. Brian with a Y. Bounty Keith on Instagram and Twitter. Um, oh, My bad. My phone with a little better, so that's why I went black there. But uh, I'm Bounty Keith on Twitter and Instagram. And you can catch me at Reality Wrestling. Of course, New Texas Pro. That's why I'm a champion. Um, <laughs> follow me on those social medias so you could catch me everywhere else i'm going and as far as what i want to say to the fans i want to tell the fans thank you well whether you like me or you don't like me thank you for supporting wrestling thanks for keeping wrestling alive because it's nothing without you guys and remember that what we do is an escape for you guys in your everyday life so whatever it is you're dealing with or whatever it is you want to take on in your life just realize that you can fucking put your mind to it and work hard like we do and do the same shit we do, so you know, go out there and be somebody.
3: That's awesome, my God. Damn it, Brian, man. you're so nice. God damn. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me uh,
1: let me kick somebody in the balls or something.
0: Go <laughs> ahead, <laughs> kick old school the way yes, out. Go <laughs> ahead.
3: God, it's hard to hate you. I can never see you as a heel ever again. Like that's it. Ah, man. <laughs> Psych. Fuck him. Nah. <laughs> Yo, thank you so much, man. We, we really do appreciate your time.
1: Thank you. Uh, actually, one second. Uh, let me uh, shout out my sponsors, too, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a shout out the sponsors. Got a sponsor. Dude, uh, shout out to Swisher House. house. Oh. Already. You know we got to sponsor the house. We got to I mean, we got to talk about the house. Shout out to Swisher House. Shout out to Modern Wellness Center in Dallas, Texas. Shout out to Big Starks Brand. Wearing the shirt right now. Y'all check them out. Big Starks Brand. And shout out to Hugh Stoner. It's a CBD and THC hey. company here in uh, Houston. Is holding it down for y'all. So, uh, And my boy Ka- and my boy Chaos T-shirt, T, out here making all the merchandise. That's, that's my guy that makes all my merch. So if you see anything you like, uh, you need stuff for yourself, hit up that guy. He's taking care of all that. So shout out to all my dudes. Big facts. Big facts.
0: We're going to hit up that spot
1: when we get out there, too, by the way. Uh, oh, yes,
2: sir. Join <laughs> up. Got you.
0: Got you. Sure. Woo, my God, Brian. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. You have yourself a wonderful evening, man. And we're going to check you out as soon as we get out to Texas for sure, my God. First round
3: on us.
1: us. Definitely, brother. Y'all be safe. I appreciate y'all having me, dog. All right, man.
3: Thank you. Take care, brother. You too, brothers. Hey, yeah. Subscribe and like. Hit that button right now. All right, follow us on Twitch. SoundCloud, iTunes, your mother's